0: Church in their white robes praising the Lord, and I'd go be up in that oak tree saying, Dad Gummit, how come we don't sing like them? I'm mad. Catholics do Kyrie, Le Song, and they're down there, We Love Jesus. And I'm like, Yeah, baby. Yes, ma'am. All right. Yeah, All right. <laughs> so, anybody here having fun? Yes, ma'am. Anybody here getting blessed? Yes, ma'am. All right. Just remember, if you can't raise your hand and hear and respond, you are not going to witness to a stranger. So you may as well get some practice while you're here. (laughs) Yep, good word. So today's teaching, Dan, are we ready to roll? All right, buddy. Is you can take it with you. You can take it with you. So, um, this weekend we have been so immersed (laughs) in the joy of God's love. We have just really taken our water wings and our surfboard and we are out there surfing on the ocean of God's love and it's an everlasting love. And I think people have come in more convinced now than you were four days ago that God's love is un, un un-what? Unconditional. Unconditional. Unlimited. Never changes. We can't work for it. It's in us. Just tap into it. So, did you know that one of the biggest things about this life is preparing for the next one? This life is, we all know, it's going to be 70, 80, 90, 100 years. uh, Compared to what? Eternity. Which one do you think is longer? And since God gave you a choice in salvation to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, guess what? Because of your free will, God has given you a choice on not where you're going to spend eternity, but how you're going to spend eternity. Not where, but how. And does it matter how you live? Would you rather be living in a teepee or in a house? Mm -hmm. Would you rather be having three meals a day or having to go beg for food? Mm -hmm. Now you won't do that in paradise. I'm just making a comparison here. Because in paradise, everybody's going to be happy, but everybody's not going to be the same. And somebody's going, what would you say? I thought like, we're all getting up here, getting the same slice of the pie. Uh, no way, shorty boy. That's not what's written in the Bible. And you know how many times God talks about that choice? 86 times. He doesn't say Bema in every verse, but he says things referring to the Bema, which we'll get into. I'm getting ahead of myself, as I often do. So buckle up, buttercup, because we're going for a joyride. If you got a Bible and you want to read these verses, fine. If you want to listen, that's fine, because I don't put verses up. I put pictures up, because I'm a right brain thinker. So, we got a beautiful picture of Jesus. Coming up? Nope. One more, Sue. I think I took it out. Go one more, honey. Okay. All right. Don't know where my beautiful picture of Jesus is. Yep, that's the one. Wow, I love you, Sue. You just so walk by the Spirit. I mean, check this out, people, one day Jesus is coming back. I have this on my refrigerator, he's coming back with the sound of the trumpet, and every eye will see him, and some people will mourn, you know why? Because they missed the boat, they didn't believe at all, they're not even going to paradise. And people ask me, well they're going to hell or they're going to burn, I don't know. God is God. He's going to do with them what He's going to do with them. I just know they're not going to be hanging and banging with us. <laughs> they got a whole different hotel, <laughs> wherever that is. In Matthew 24, 30, we read, <clears throat> And the whole earth will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And He shall send His angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together His elect those who have taken Jesus as their Savior. From the four winds, and look at this, from one end of heaven to the other, that's both the living and the dead. That's a figure of speech. Those who have died in Christ plus those who are alive, we're going to all be raised at the same time the trumpet sounds. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. I love mysteries. I love solving mysteries. But we don't have to solve this one because it's written in the Bible. We shall not all sleep, which means fall asleep or die in the Lord, but we shall all believers, this is to believers, be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised. How? Incorruptible. And we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal the living must put on immortality There are going to be some of us alive to see this could it happen in our lifetime maybe Paul thought it was going to happen in his lifetime a lot of people think he's coming back in a couple of years I don't know I'm going to live like he's not <laughs> because if I think he's coming right back I'm going to slough off and do some stupid things, because it's happened before. <laughs> so we live like he may come back today, but he may come back a 1,000 years from now. That's how you live for the hope. <laughs> you live the micro and the macro. <laughs> I love those two words. So one day when that trumpet sounds, and every, everyone on earth, I mean, this just blows my mind. The unbelievers are going to be freaking out. And all the believers are going to be gathered together, not on earth at that point, but in the air with Jesus. And I believe, personally, that's when we go to the wedding banquet of the Lamb. But that's just a personal belief, and you can take it or leave it. And can you imagine the banquet where Jesus is going to serve us food? Every believer who's ever lived, Jesus is going to host a banquet for us, and he's going to serve us? I mean, I'm sorry, but that blows my mind. Sue, I'm going to Jesus with the hand held up now. So when you read what Jesus could do in his resurrected body, boink, he could appear in the middle of a room, boink, he could travel from one place to another, and boink, my personal favorite is he could eat. (laughs) Jesus could eat in his resurrected body, and that makes Peg so very happy. (laughs) Amen. So, my friends, when it comes to physical things, you cannot take them with you into paradise. Everything on this earth is going to be burned up with fire. There's going to be a new heaven. And listen, a new earth wherein dwells righteousness. The believers aren't spending eternity in heaven. There's a new earth. That's our main home. Pretty amazing. And everything that we see with our eyes right now, one day is going to turn to dust or it's going to be burned up when there's a new heaven, and new earth. And ain't nothing's nothing staying from this old place. We're all brand new furniture, all brand new mattresses, all brand new houses. So, <laughs> you know, when I was doing this, I thought, Peg, this reminds me of the old saying, there ain't no U-Hauls on hearses ain't no u-hauls on hearses as we say up down up in Georgia because you can't take it with you I know the Egyptians tried to put it all in their tombs well how much good did it do them <laughs> not much <laughs> but people what we do and here it is with our heart look God doesn't even look at your flesh I wish you I wish you could get that through your mind you may say I'm fat I'm old I'm too young God doesn't even see that God sees your spirit man he doesn't he doesn't see with spirit fleshly goggles he only sees your spirit right. and guess what your spirit is perfect, perfect. Right. so you asking yourself that day well god did i displease you no you're perfect yeah. <laughs> god did i miss the boat no you're perfect <laughs> now you can repent which means to it doesn't mean to get on your knees and just beat yourself with a whip it means to change right. that thing that made you feel bad about yourself isn't that a much easier to understand definition of repentance yeah. You're doing something, you're poking yourself in the eye, what do you do if it hurts? You quit poking yourself in the eye. When you got stuff that makes you feel bad or ashamed or out of, out of whack, what do you do with it? You quit poking yourself in the eye, that's repent. <laughs> I'm a very simple teacher. Have you noticed I have the mind of a child? <laughs> Is anybody offended by my mind of a child? <laughs> All right. So people, only those actions that we have done in love will we take with us. And here's a news flash. God's not going to look at your works. He's going to look at your heart. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people Jesus said, Oh, we called you Lord, Lord when you were here. And he said, uh-uh. You didn't get your ticket punched. You're not getting rewards. <laughs> some of them weren't even getting in the kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, the one thing Jesus asked us, exhorted us to do in this life, and I do have some scripture now. I'm actually putting scripture. My left brain put scripture up for you. <laughs> the one thing Jesus did do is tell us to invest in how many people know what investment means did you know that people get praised all the time for investing in their latter years so they have money in the bank but how many preachers do you hear talking about investing in eternity how many people do you hear praising you for blessed for investing in eternity and what's longer now or eternity class thank you very much So in Romans chapter 12, my left brain put it up for you. I beseech, and you know what beseech means? To lovingly beg. To lovingly beg. It means God is asking us with his whole heart. Therefore, brethren, by the mercy, undeserved favor of God, that you, 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 you present your life, your bodies, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which after all God's done is just really your reasonable service. I mean, I have a friend who takes me out to lunch all the time with usually a big group and she picks up the check and I was so happy that this week I got to invite her and her children to lunch (laughs) and pick up the check for everybody. And I felt that was my reasonable response. When someone's been so good to you, what is it to give back to them it's a joy and then god says and be not conformed to what the world world." world. (laughs) but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. god god says when you live this way you're going to prove that my way actually makes you happier, stronger, better, more loving, more prosperous. That's We prove him by being transformed, not by being molded into the world. They're not happy. If, has anybody looked around the world and seen like a whole pocket of really super happy, spiritually happy people? They're hard to find. There's one right here. But they're hard to come by, even in church. Oh, yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. So God is telling us right there, we're going to do a financial planning here today, but it's called a spiritual planning. And uh, (laughs) it's our spiritual planning seminar, and we're seeing how to invest, not where we're going to spend eternity, but how we're going to spend eternity. So, when we get our new bodies, remember that beautiful picture of Jesus? We are all going to appear before what's called the judgment seat of Christ. And... Judgment seat of Christ is not in the Greek text. Remember this was translated in 1611. They didn't have really happy religions back then. Everybody was kind of living with one foot in hell on the other on a banana peel. And they kind of had a dark image about God. So yes, they made it judgment seat. Mm -hmm. Which sounds kind of harsh. You know what it is in the Greek? It's the word bema. Look what I'm doing now. I'm beaming. (laughs) I'm happy i'm smiling this is not the place that oh tina why didn't you take better care of your dogs when you were on earth (laughs) no this is a place for rewards for commendations in romans chapter 14 verse 10 it says for we shall all stand before the bema it's called the judgment seat but it's the bema i'm going to tell you what that is in a second for it is written, as I live, every one of us shall give account, and that is what we will do, for the works that we've done. And again, these are issues of the heart. Now, I think there's a picture, Sue, I have of a, someone getting crowned. First, Before we go to Second Corinthians, I'm going to tell you, what is the Bema? In Jesus' day, they, had, they were really into sports. I, now, today we're not into sports, right? Nobody cares about their favorite team or the Tennessee Titans or the University of (laughs) No, people like getting fistfights over sports, right? So they were big into sports even back in Jesus' day, so this is a long history. The Bama was a place where the judges that were going to judge the performance of the athletes sat on this raised piece of stone. Michelle and I were talking about it. She saw one in Corinth, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the judges sat up there, and the athletes that really gave their all really put their best effort, meaning they won, they came in first place, second place, third place, whatever. They came to the BEMA. They didn't bring the athletes that didn't win and say, why didn't you practice more? No, they brought the winners and gave them laurel wreaths or gave them, you know, gifts or gave them something for their performance. In our BEMA, there are going to be five crowns. You can get at minimum of five, and there are going to be multiple rewards. So the Bama is a place of joy. I compare the Bama to a, an awards banquet. Everybody's gonna get the steak and baked potato. Everybody's gonna get to dance afterwards and have fun and let their hair down. But some people who really sold more real estate or really did this or really did put their heart into it, they're gonna come up and get what? An award. Amen. Now are the people that are fat and happy on their steak and potatoes mad those people are getting rewards? No. But would they have liked to have gotten the reward? Sure. This is your chance. You can't do it there. You have the opportunity to do it here. Now, we're all going to be happy, but some people are going to feel a little bit more proud of what they did in a godly way. Satisfied is the better word with what they spent for the Lord. And in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10, it says, for, for we must all, and that's all believers, appear before the Bema, that Christ, be the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according as he hath done, whether you really put your heart into it or you said, uh, no, nah, I don't want to really, really talk to that person because I'd rather watch football. <laughs> I don't really want to help that person go visit them in the hospital because I've got to make a pie for Grandma. So like I said, salvation is a choice. It's free will. And how how we are awarded, rewarded and compensated at the Bema. This is all of y'all's free will. Amen. But I'm telling you eternity's a lot longer than this weekend. <laughs> so I, I want to just address this one people. I know some people freak out because God says in the in the in the intents of your heart are going to be revealed at the Bema. Okay. Somebody came up to me and said, well, Peg, that means every bad thing I've done is going to be up on a screen and all the believers are going to see, you know, how I messed up in life. Uh, Since Jesus forgave every sin 2,000 years ago, and he cast them as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. Do you think Jesus is going to bring them up at the awards banquet? Do you think, would that even make sense? Does that even make logical sense? No. How can he do that? Because they're gone. They're they don't exist to him. So get in your head, this is for awards. This is for rewards, this is for commendations. Oh. And that's why Jesus referred to the events around <laughs> the Bema as how you serve the master in this life. And like I said, when I started working this a couple weeks ago, 86 times there's stuff that refers to the Bema. We'll get to that in a second. Anybody bored yet? The man. Okay, all right. And God repeatedly said, "Get ready. Your master is returning soon." And I, when I say God, he worked through the prophets, he worked through Jesus, he spoke through those that, that wrote. He was constantly telling us through the Bible, "Get ready for eternity." Well, if there wasn't something to do to get ready for it, why would he tell us to get ready? You know, I had to take a shower and put on clothes for your benefit before I came down here today. (laughs) I had to get ready for this. God tells us to get ready. Now, Sue, we're going to the servant. So here's a fundamental biblical truth. We are sons of God vertically, but check this out. We have all, and what's the word all mean people? So is anybody in this room excluded? Is anybody in the body of Christ excluded? Okay, so we have all been called to be what? Servants. Servants. Oh, Peg, I'm a son. That's right. And your daddy's asked you to do something for him to help set up for the event. <laughs> Would the child say no? If you love your daddy? Yep. So we, But we are servants to God on a what level? So this way you're always a son of God. On a horizontal level you're a servant and that's where sonship and fellowship come in. Because if you're in alignment and harmony with God, your desire to serve Him, you're in fellowship with Him, and your desire to serve Him tops everything else. I always used to say, if you get the vertical divine, the horizontal will go fine. (laughs) If you get the vertical divine, the horizontal will go fine. So, dear ones, (laughs) everyone is going to the Bema to get an account So why not prepare and invest when? Now. Now. Thank you. N-O-W, that's what God's clock says. And here's a great Bama example. My son Jason, he faithfully served in the United States Air Force for 20 years. And here are just some, some of his medals and commendations. Jason put his life on the line for our country on multiple occasions and he served with honor 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 the lord with all your substance honor the lord do we envy this young man for receiving these medals for serving his country no what are we we are proud of him we are stand up jason stand up now feel how you feel right now because this is the bema feel how you feel right now cuz this is the bema i want to just read a few rewards out of the book of revelation and you can go there you can listen revelation 226 and he that overcomes and keeps my works see it takes effort revelation 226 keeps my works until the end i will give him the morning star you know who's the morning star Jesus. Jesus. Every one of these three I'm reading are about our proximity to Jesus. We may be out in we're not going to go to hog country, but we may end up farming way in another part of the, the new world. But all these rewards are about proximity to Jesus. Revelation 311. Hold fast that which you have, that no man take your crown. Crown. Him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. Okay, these people are working very closely with Jesus. Remember the the, uh, servant? Five talents, two talents, one talent. He was going to make the ten-talent guy ruler over what? Many cities. You know what that's doing? You're involved in the administration of eternity. You're working closely with Jesus. You're his wingman. (laughs) Revelation chapter 3, verse 21. To him that overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. Oh, my God. When I read that one in this, with this mindset, <laughs> sit with me on my throne, even as I overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. Oh, Lordy mercy. <laughs> oh, man. Verse 22 in that chapter says, He that has an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. Here in your heart, let this move your heart, what the Spirit is saying. Peg's not saying any of this stuff, honey. I didn't write the Bible. I'm just reading what God wrote. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm just telling you what my Papa's saying. Amen. So they, these are the people that will be sitting on the throne with Jesus. There you go. <laughs> these are all commendations and positions in proximity to Jesus. Here's another Bama analogy. (laughs) Go on to that football player, will you, Sue? Thanks, honey. Here's another Bama analogy. All of us are in the game of life. And the day we got born again, we want, the day we got born again, the day you got born again, here's an analogy. You won the Super Bowl. Your team won the Super Bowl. Anybody relate to how that might feel? Okay. You know why? Because you won paradise. (laughs) You want eternal life. That's better than any trophy man's ever going to give you. So everyone, when you got born again, you all won the Super Bowl ring. But there are also special commendations like most valuable player, yes. our best running something, running back, our best... I, somebody, somebody tell them, you know that, but there's... So some of them get an award, some of them get a bonus, some of them get a Cadillac, right? Yes. Those are rewards and commendations for going above... And beyond, the guy who's late for practice, slept in, missed the game, didn't suit up, riding pine because he didn't put the effort into the work to be on the A-team. Thank you, Deanie. Keep on talking. I love it when people talk back. (laughs) So we get these (laughs) rewards because of Romans 12. We decide to become a living That means you gotta give something we're going to talk about that and there's a football player who is the cj stroud famous nfl quarterback for the texans he said jesus laid his life on the cross for us i really believe that this is bigger than just football football is my platform spreading the gospel is my purpose yeah. Wherever you work, whatever you do in life, that is only your platform for spreading the gospel. I've heard people say, well, I just work with the worst people. None of them are believers. That's why you're there. (laughs) That's why you work with those terrible people, (laughs) to show them the truth of God's word. C.J. Stroud, he got the memo, put God first, because what you are is God's gift to you. What you make of it is your gift to him. People, this is Bema. This is Bama, And you know what's wrong with a living sacrifice? <laughs> There's only one thing wrong with a living sacrifice. It keeps crawling off the altar. <laughs> it keeps crawling off the altar. It says, Lord, I don't, I don't want to forgive that person that hurt me. Lord, I don't want to give up my time. To witness to the woman in the beauty parlor. Lord, I don't want to give ties to the outreach of the church. There's some new curtains I want to buy. Lord, I don't want to volunteer at the soup kitchen or the juvenile shelter. Lord, I don't want to take my time out of my day. Oh, God forbid I would take 30 minutes to be quiet and listen to what you have to say to me to start my day. God forbid we would sit still in this crazy world and just listen to the voice of Jesus. That's the living sacrifice. you got to keep bringing yourself back to the altar because your brain doesn't want to stay there. Your heart does. (laughs) Your spirit man does. So here's the deal. That's why God told us to put off all our old selfish ways and be transformed. You know what transformed is? Anybody seen a Transformer movie? Yeah. You know, you just think it's a car Brr, to go forward, riding down the road. Next thing you know, blink, 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 blink And it's, it's a giant thing that can change the world, right? That's us spiritually. We got to get out of that little shell in our heart, bink, 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 and become these giants for Jesus, and anybody can do that. Man, isn't that cool? You can be cooler than a Transformer in the movie. <laughs> Psalm 16 says, and I can't see the verse here. It doesn't matter that God is the one who makes known to me the path of life. That means the path of my life, the path, I can't tell you your path, but God can tell you your path. In your presence, in Jesus, when we take that quiet time, that soaking time, that's where there's fullness of joy. I also Dad, come happy today with Jesus in my meditation. I didn't wanna move for about almost an hour. And you know what I thought of during halfway through that meditation? Thank God for daylight savings time. Because <laughs> I had this extra time to just be quiet and listen and soak in and hear the beautiful things Jesus was telling me. I'm right with you, Peg. I'm in you. I love you. Who who gets tired of hearing their love? Does anybody in here get tired of hearing how loved they are? No. So... <laughs> Just a quick note here, Revelation 4.11, by the way, in case you're wondering why you're here. We were created for God's pleasure. We weren't created to sit here and fatten our bank account and do this. We can do all that stuff and have it if we put God in the center. But we were created numero uno for His pleasure. So my life is all about pleasing Him. And you know what happens when you really make that a habit? It feels good. It feels better than Ron Arne's hot jacuzzi. Ron and Elena's house, man. I love getting in that hot jacuzzi. It feels, when you do when you know you've done God's will, it feels better than a hot jacuzzi. So, uh am going to take one more look at a, Carrie, uh, Carrie Underwood said, Jesus, take the wheel." <laughs> I just want y'all to know that at first I did it out of desperation because <laughs> I was a drowning person. But you know why I let Jesus take the wheel now? I did Not out of desperation, but out of appreciation. Amen. Appreciation. Amen. Appreciation. Amen. Appreciation. Amen. appreciation. So we're going to take one more look. Look at that. Look at me letting Jesus hug me. Look at me having angels around me. I, that's me in that picture in my mind. That's how we go through life. So I'm going to talk about me. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> One more experience from the Bama. Uh. So, when I was a kid, all I cared about was sports. Did that picture make it over, Sue? Black and white? There we go. Y'all can pick me out. When I was a kid, all I cared about was sports, sports, and more sports. I made straight A's, but I have an eidetic memory, or I had an eidetic memory, so I never had to study. I didn't care about grades, but sports, that was it. The minute school was out, I was on a softball field, I was in the gym, I was on the Lake Altoona water skiing. And from the time I was eight years old, sports was my passion. So in case you haven't figured me out, I'm number five. I'm right next to the girl with the basketball. And the girl with the basketball, she and I were the first, she's the first person I ever got arrested with when I was 12 for breaking into school and putting firecrackers on all the nuns' doors. Anyway. so when I'm in high school, my burning desire was to make the junior varsity basketball team that's i that was it, man. I didn't want anything else. I didn't care about anything. The challenge was the tallest person over there on the side, number sixteen, we didn't have a uniform big enough for her. she's six feet tall. that's Jane Bunting. I was four foot eleven. so I had a little bit of um, what's the word I'm looking for I had a little bit of Little bit of a challenge out there on the court. So you know what I did? I worked harder. I worked harder. When practice was over, I'd stay for maybe an hour, hour and a half later, and all I'd do is be shooting foul shot after foul shot after foul shot till I could hit the basket with my eyes closed. I would be uh, doing wind sprints to work on my speed. <laughs> Can you still hear my Converse tennis shoes screeching on the court? Um, and because I was short, it was stupid to even think about doing layups, you know, cause they're just gonna smash it down my face. So I perfected this thing where I'd go into the basket and I'd hear myself screech and I'd make this quick turn where I'd come back to the top of the key and man, I perfected this hook shot. Whew, nothing but net. Baby, that was my, uh, that was my magic wand. That was my sword, baby, my hook shot from the top of the key. Cause like Paul said in First Corinthians 9, man, I, I practiced like somebody going to the Olympics. I wanted that spot on the team. And lo and behold, I had one of those movie moments of success that year. We were playing our biggest rival. We were the Eastrum Gladiators. Eastrum Gladiators, we are great. <laughs> so we say, we are the gladiators, mighty, mighty gladiators. <laughs> Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are. So we say. I am a Christian, working for Jesus every place I go. People want to know. This is how my mind works, so y'all are just getting to see a glimpse of how crazy I am. So, uh, what we had one of those games where we had three seconds on the clock, and we were literally one point behind in the game. So, my team was taking it out from the far end of the court, and the girl bounced it in and just hurled it to me at center court. And the clock is like two seconds one second I took one bounce and guess what I did hook shot not from the top of the key but from center court and I thought well that's got about 1% chance of going in and about the time the thing went man nothing but cotton baby strip the net strip the net mama whoosh and you know what happened for the first time ever my teammates all gathered around put me on their shoulders Ran me around the gym. The, it was deafening. I mean, the people in the stands, the bleachers, they were, you know how people do in the bleachers, they stamped their feet. They were screaming. They were shouting because we were doing this game at home. It was a home game. And you know what? I ain't going to lie. I felt like a million bucks. I had worked my tail off to get that slot. And that one game, one game paid back all the hard work I'd put into it. Because you know what? In the clutch, in the big game, I came through for my teammates. I came through for my coach. And that's what I want to do for Jesus every day. Mm -hmm. I just want to come through for my teammates. I want to come through for my coach. I wish my nose would stop running. (laughs) But look folks, success is where preparation meets opportunity. Success is where preparation meets opportunity, and that's why God tells us about the Bema so many times. Because if you're not prepared, there are things you're gonna be perfectly happy for eternity, but you're gonna miss some of the awards. And I, felt, I feel like it's 50 plus years, and I can remember exactly how I felt when my teammates put me on their shoulders. I can remember exactly how shocked and blessed I was when that ball went through the net, <laughs> whoosh, so when we get these awards from Jesus, the feeling we get to know we pleased our Lord, honey, that's going to last you for eternity. Amen. What's he going to do? It's going to last for eternity? I don't know, but it is going to be so freaking awesome. Can I say freaking as a teacher? As a pastor? Thank you. All right. So... <laughs> There are many, many parables about the Bama in the Gospels. Jesus talks about the virgins having oil for their lamps, the people who weren't ready for him when he came and the Lord was disappointed, the parable of the talents, those who multiplied what the Master gave them. He returned and said, Well, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge, in charge, this is future, of many. Enter into the joy not of the Lord. If you read the text, it's thy Lord. That means they made him Lord and transformed. And beloved, you know where that happens? Anybody know? At the? At the? Bema. At the? Bema. At the? Bema. bema. You're going to walk out of here knowing a new word, Bema. When you see the word judgment seat, I want your knee-jerk reaction to be Bema because it's not where you're judged, it's where you're rewarded. Please get that through your head. Jesus is not looking for perfection. I think, Sue, the slide is uh, uh, God's love has no limits. Jesus is not looking for perfection. He's looking for participation. (laughs) People say, well, I don't know if I can do it. Well, I'll tell you what, when it comes to the things of God, I'd rather try and fail than not try because if I don't try, as Ron would say, I've already failed. Aren't you the one that tells me that all the time? That somebody does. Whoever says that, thank you. Uh, here's the deal, you're gonna get out of life what you put into it. No slide, okay. But you got my mini bike and the motorcycle in there, right? Okay. So you're gonna, you're gonna get out of life what you put into it. And at 23 I went after Jesus with the same passion I went after basketball. I put those hours in when everybody else is watching TV and listening to stupid things. I'm putting my my heart and time into listening to teaching tapes, reading the Bible, reading books about the Bible, calling people that are like-minded, getting encouraged by one another. And I have disciplined myself to be on Team Jesus, Team Elohim for the rest of my life. So, mini bike. (laughs) If you want to ride with the big dogs, you got to get off the mini bike and on the Harley Fat Boy, mm-hmm. and then you got to let her rip tater sh- tater chip, and live, love, fearlessly, because perfect love cast out fear, fear has, Formate. and he that's still fearing is not made perfect in. Love. So you got some growing to do, some believing. This isn't always going to come easy, but without effort, there's no growth. Without change, there's no growth. I would not trade my life with anyone because every day I live on this earth is a magnificent ride. (coughs) That's me. Kidding, that's a model, but that's how I feel. (laughs) Okay, that's me. I would not trade my life on earth with anybody, every day I feel blessed, I'm so blessed to be me, I wouldn't change shoes with anybody because God has taken me places I never dreamed I could go. And those of you who know me, I think you will attest to this, I live life full throttle. There's no governor on peg. Sometimes I say stupid things because there's no governor, but you know what, I'd rather say the stupid thing than not try, (laughs) so. And here's the secret sauce. Love, love like there's no tomorrow, love like there's no tomorrow. So that's just a little bit about the Bema. Is anybody glad they heard about the Bema today? Is anybody glad you understand about rewards? Is anybody glad you learned about investment? Because I can tell you we're going <laughs> to, 1% of paradise is worth 100% of the alternative. <laughs> Father talks about the Bema not to scare us, but to prepare us. So, beloved, you can take these deeds of the heart with you. You can take these deeds of the heart with you. Ha! Can't drink with the cap on. Can't do that, though. (laughs) And there are no limits to God's love for you, so let's have no limits to our love for Him. And I'm going to close with some music and a guided imagery sue if you want to hit it and in the meantime just be thinking of ways that you can give yourself more fully to god ways that you can garner those rewards for the (coughs) bema Just let yourself relax. Take a deep breath. That's good. That sounds good. Can you hear me, everybody? Okay, leave it where it is, Sue. That's good. Can you imagine the day when you kneel before King Jesus and he puts his finger under your chin and you look up into his sparkling eyes and he says, with all the tenderness you've ever felt, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. And in your new resurrected body in paradise, where there's no sickness, no sorrow, no death, God is all in all. And you have this sensation that is inexplicable to your natural mind. It's deep, bright, beautiful, lustrous, satisfaction. (coughs) You learn the lessons well in this life. The greatest of all is to love and be loved by God to love yourself like God loves you and in turn love others with that same unlimited love. You learn to care more about pleasing God than pleasing yourself. The angels are shouting with joy. The host of heaven is having a party. There's pure delight. Because now on this plane you've never felt before because you feel totally sinless and now you do feel sinless you're in a new spiritual body and cannot be defiled and it is filled with the holiness of the Lord you're you are clean clear through and as you enter into the joy of the Lord you go deeper and deeper and deeper everyone in this room listening to the same words and same music Some people are choosing to be transported into the kingdom of God in His presence. Some are thinking, okay, when will this be over? And those folks will miss the moment of this heavenly experience. This is called free will. Ours is a God of more than enough, and rewards are here for those who dialed into the Spirit and lived for God. So we all get to fully embrace the joys of paradise, the light, the gladness, the fellowship, the communion, the communion, the communion of the saints, where God is all in all with every fiber of your new body. Or if you miss the mark of God's love, his love song to you, you get to cheer your brothers and sisters on. (laughs) Yes, you'll be in your brand new spiritual body, that can go from Africa to Cincinnati, Ohio in a nanosecond, go from Earth to another planet in the blink of an eye, with Jesus, the Righteous One, we will have the fullness of that joy and the total comprehension of what we're experiencing like a great concert in paradise. Our Father wants everyone to receive the full reward at the Bama, but that's up to you. Life is a gift. Use it wisely. Our Father put the BAME in the Bible for a reason so we don't miss one jot or tittle of what He wants us to enjoy for eternity. As the Apostle Paul said, run the race of life like a top athlete training for the Olympics. Focus on the things that are important to your Heavenly Father. Run the race of this life to win for Him, to love and to give love. Only what you do here in love will make it to the Bema. Use your gifts here on earth like servant supplies for the Lord. Lay aside selfishness, pride, and any personal ambition that would cloud your vision of the Lord's plan for your life. Focus, focus, focus on Jesus and the path that he's laid out for you. Lord, fill me Teach me, guide me, anoint me with your plan for my life and give me the will, the sheer guts, the God-confidence in you to carry out those good, good works that you ordained for me before the foundation of the world. Because in the end, there will be a new heaven and earth. Only what you did with love will remain, but eternity is forever and ever and ever and ever and ever ah, ah heavenly father I pray that our love for you will overflow more and more and more as we keep growing in the knowledge and understanding of how to give and how to receive bigger your unlimited love so we can love you with unlimited service. In the name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said, Amen.